Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, man, Bet Online is getting it done for you. They continue to be our terrific partners, and you can uh, sign up right now and use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-50, BELIEVE50, and you can wager on all the big games and sports, from Major League Baseball to the National Football League and everything in between. Bet Online, get there. Online, on your phone, however you want to do it, Bet Online. Believe 50 is your promo code. You'll get 50% off right away. Make your first bet now with Bet Online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy, Welch & Company Jewelers, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and Rosie's Corner. Make sure if you're in and around Central New York this week, you stop by for pizza wing combinations, the meatball bomber, stuffed shells, and oh, yes, Fish Friday with the mac and cheese coleslaw and french fries at Rosie's Corner on Instagram, on Facebook, on the Slice app. Make sure you download that to your phone, and you can order Rosie's right from there. And, of course, gift cards coming up here for any and all occasions. Rosie, Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you out there as well to the friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, the Alonzo family, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert, and participating sponsors, Camilla's Golf Club and Bowers & Company CPAs. NFL Week 2 is in the books, and what a week it was. We go back to Thursday. Let's do the recap of the week, as I always do here on the weekly uh, basis with the NFL season. Chiefs over the Chargers, and there should be no surprise, you know, in this one. This had star-studded power all over the place, man, from Justin Herbert to Patrick Mahomes, Mike Williams, uh, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, Justin Herbert threw the pick, Mahomes didn't, uh, both quarterbacks played pretty well, efficient, uh, great QBRs, great ratings, uh, Herbert went for over 300, Mahomes went for 235, um, but Kansas City's defense made uh, a couple more plays, they made a couple more plays in the clutch, and that's the difference with these two teams. The Chiefs have been, in my opinion, the franchise that everybody should be chasing, you know, and I think their defense is a lot faster and a lot deeper than last year. And I think that they're, um, you know, a team that can get off the field on third down better. I just think it's a, I just like this group a lot, you know. I mean, they had really uh, a, a lot of great draft picks. Uh, unbe- two unbelievable fits. First of all, Sky Moore from Western Michigan, um, who's just fit right in, you know, and, and just catching balls all over the field. And we know Patrick Mahomes. And Herbert, one thing that those guys do because they're elite quarterbacks is they elevate the receivers. They elevate the talent. You know, if you're a D receiver, you become a B. If you're a C, you could become an A. 
Um, Sky Moore is going to be an A one day. I'm telling you right now. But on defense, it's been George Karloftis, a defensive end out of Purdue, who's been a one-man wrecking crew. Um, and, you know, I, I think this kid, uh, Leo Chanel, linebacker, is going to get a lot more time. Uh, the kid Cochran out of South Dakota. They have depth. They have youth. They have all sorts of stuff going on in the corner. Uh, in Trent McDuffie out of Washington, um, you know, I know they don't have Honey Badger, uh, Tyran Matthew there anymore, but their safeties get better by the game. This Chiefs team is still the standard for me. I mean, I, look, I know they lost to Cincy last year, but they've been to four straight AFC ch- championship games, right? And they've gone to two Super Bowls and won one. Um, you know, I know Tampa's got their one as well, but I, I, I think the standard bearer right now is the KC Chiefs, and they get the win 27 to 24. Wild comeback for Robert uh, Salas Jets. Uh, hope he's keeping the receipts of those who go nuts and uh, celebrate the wins as well. 31 to 30. This team, uh, it was tied uh, at the half. Uh, the Jets, I, I still couldn't believe kind of what I was watching in this football game. Um, it was really just mind blowing. Um, after halftime, Cleveland kicked a field goal. Um, the Jets kick a field goal. Then the Browns run it in with Nick Chubb, who had a great day. Wasn't enough for my fantasy team. It got blown out. Uh, 24, 17. Then Nick Chubb goes again for 30 to 17. You're like, oh, that's that, you know? And what's funny is at the moment that happened, when Nick Chubb ran his second touchdown in uh, of the second half and third overall, you kind of sat there and said to yourself, okay, this game's pretty much over, right? I never once thought, oh, Nick Chubb should have slid at the one-yard line because it's a two-score game and you're playing the Jets. You're playing Joe Flacco. Well, surprise, the NFL is the NFL. And and by the way, watching the red zone... (laughs) these one o'clock games when the bills are not on Sundays I just put it on red zone I don't even bother with any of the games by themselves I just don't because they go everywhere you see so many plays um the commentating is awesome I mean I know you know you can miss out on like a Nance and a Romo and whatever else but for as good as the broadcasters are and can be I I don't you know I don't and I know you don't tune in specifically for the broadcasters you tune in for the NFL and for the games and just a wonderful comeback for the Jets. Uh, it's an identity comeback. Um, Corey Davis with just a, a, a great catch from Joe Flacco for 66. And then the Jets, you know, kick, get the onside. And then they throw it to Garrett Wilson, who, by the way, you know, we've been talking about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson playing at LSU. How's it possible a roster can have two talented stars like that? Well, what about Ohio State here, man? Olave in New Orleans and now Garrett Wilson in uh, in, in, in New York with the Jets. These guys are so polished. They're unbelievable at route running. And the Jets get a game, um, a big-time, big-time comeback win over the Cleveland Browns. The Lions beat the Commanders 36-27. This game had blowout written all over it at halftime. Washington made it a little interesting, but then uh, Detroit put them away 36-27. Just got really all-around great game from uh, Aquamania St. Brown. Uh, He had 68 yards rushing, 116 yards receiving with two touchdowns on nine catches. But the star of the show was Aiden Hutchinson, the former Michigan star, set the Lions single game rookie record with three sacks. Pretty impressive. His motor, he has unbelievable push. He's a big time dude, a big time locomotive. He's going to make a big difference for that Lions team in his rookie campaign and beyond. The Buccaneers and the Saints, basically it was a backyard brawl in this game. Mike Evans ejected, uh, Lattimore ejected, 
Uh, the Bucks win it 20-10. This game was 3-3 three three going into the fourth quarter. But then the Buccaneers get 17 unanswered. And frankly, you know, you know how this is going to work. Okay, I know the Saints have had their number the last few times. I picked the Saints in the pick'em. Fine. I got caught up in it. I was an idiot. I should have picked Tampa Bay because eventually Tom Brady's going to strike. Now, Tom Brady looks a lot more human this year, and I'm really, you know, hoping that if he continues to play at this level, which is way down from last year, and it probably would do him a little help at home as well, not that I'm inside the walls of him and Giselle, but 45 years old, I mean, it, it's time to walk away. You know, it's don't don't try to play till you're 50. Go home and be with your family. You're, you're, you're not playing as well as you were last year. Hopefully he'll realize that. Now, he could turn it around all the rest. He's still making some unbelievable throws, and, and he made several in the second half in this game, which was really the difference because Jameis Winston threw not one, not two, but three interceptions, right? Like the Buccaneers didn't get a ton on the ground like they usually do. New Orleans still has yet to really develop the ground game with Mark Ingram and, and whatnot. Taysom Hill, I mean, there's a lot of hit and miss stuff going on there. But the story of this game was Jameis Winston throwing picks and the suffocating defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, this team had six sacks and, th- and um, three interceptions. J- uh, Jamel D- Dean had two. Mike Edwards had one. Uh, you look at these guys, and every time the ball is in the hands of a New Orleans Saint, there are two, three, four guys around him. The ball hawking, boom, 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 boom. De- Devin White, Carlton Davis III, Antoine Winfield Jr., Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. I talk about these guys all the time. It's a ball hawking, blood sucking defense. Tampa Bay moves to 2 0. Great defensive game and uh, solid enough on offense for the victory. All right, Giants are uh, winners against the Panthers at home. Again, another identity win in New York, this time with the Giants. And, you know, it was a back and forth tussle. It was ugly, but they dragged it out and then they just figured out a way to win in the end. And Baker was sacked uh, late to force a punt. Um, You know, the Giants kind of willed themselves to victory. Um, in this game, they gave up 100 yards on the ground to Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> Daniel Jones was was okay. Uh, they got 72 yards out of Saquon. Um, you know, receiving wise, it's kind of spread the wealth and all that. But again, it was a backyard fight, and you know they basically figured it out. Um, you know, in the end, and Brian Dable, who went for two, uh, you know, the week before and and beat the Titans this week. Uh, he puts his confidence in his kicker, you know? I mean, and his defense, frankly. 334 left to go, 56-yard field goal. I mean, these guys are nailing field goals from over 50 like no problem. Boom, Graham Gano goes in there and boots 156 through the uprights. 19-16, the defense takes care of the rest. Really great win for the Giants. They are 2-0, and I don't think anybody had that pegged uh, as a start to the season, albeit against weak opponents. But again, who cares? The Giants went in this year with like a projected four wins. So uh, they've already got two, and uh, they have a schedule that's very, very favorable coming up. You want to talk ugly? Let's talk Patriots-Steelers. Oh, baby. No T.J. Watt in this game. Steelers kind of forgot how to sack the quarterback. That just shows you how important he is. Um, You know, Mac Jones and Mitch Trubisky both, to me, look like backup quarterbacks. Not a lot of offense here. But again, a street fight situation. And... um, you know, the muff punt led to a Harris TD. You know, the muff punt by uh, uh, Olz- Olszewski, uh, the former uh, the former Pat, uh, now with Pittsburgh. He, he muffs that, and Pittsburgh, New England takes advantage of the big turnover in the game, and they win the game, and that's just how those backyard brawls go. Uh, but that was an ugly affair. 
Jacksonville smokes the Colts 24 to nothing. And listen, the way the AFC South is going right now, you've got an 0-2, 0-1, and one Colts team. Uh, you got the Texans who just are going to struggle all year. They'll be competitive at times, but they're going to not have a great record. The Titans are 0-2, and we'll get to that Monday nighter in a minute from, uh, you know, in Buffalo. I was there and, and, and had a great time. Um, but the Jaguars look really, really good. They look really improved. They're so much better at game managing. Trevor Lawrence and the plays that Doug Peterson has outlined for him, it's really, really clicking right now. And the Colts are really just Jonathan Taylor, man, because Matt Ryan looks like he has nothing left in the tank. They didn't have Pittman in this game. The defense has just given up gaping holes, gaping chunk yardage, not good at all. And I got to tell you, the Jaguars got ripped for uh, spending, what, 300 mil plus in the offseason. A lot of that money went to Christian Kirk. How you looking now, people? How you looking now, critics? Right? Six catches, 76, uh, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, final thing I'll say about Jacksonville, <laughs> you want to look at this defense. Trayvon, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen, that is a one-two punch if I've ever seen one. And you talk about youth, you talk about skill, you talk about sacks, you talk about stuff in the run game. Whoa. Josh Allen, three tackles total, two were solo. He also had two sacks, one tackle for loss. Trayvon Walker, two tackles, two were solo. They had five sacks in this game. Five sacks. And they were outstanding in this game. Matt Ryan throws three interceptions. Devin Lloyd, there's another great draft pick for the Jaguars. He got one. Andre Sisco got one. Love to see that. Of course, Cisco, the former Syracuse uh, safety, uh, one of the best to come through the program. Sean Jenkins uh, had the other one for Jacksonville. Just an absolute beatdown by the Jaguars over the Colts. And I'm telling you right now, if you tell me that the Jaguars are going to win the division, I'm not going to be surprised. I've seen enough in the early going to believe in Jacksonville and not believe in the other clubs. Meanwhile, wildness in Baltimore. How do you explain this? <laughs> you just don't see these kind of comebacks in the NFL. The Dolphins come back on the Baltimore Ravens. They move to 2-0. Tua Tonga Viola was ridiculous in this game. 36 of 50 for 469 yards, six touchdowns, did throw the two picks. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were moving it up and down the field the entire time. I mean, he had 400, let me see, 418, 430, 437 yards total. 437 total yards and four touchdowns from scrimmage for, for, for Lamar Jackson. He was hitting Rashad Bateman. He's hitting Mark Andrews. He's hitting everybody everywhere, right? And this team uh, was up big, and they should have won this game. You can't lose this game. This game's on John Harbaugh, much like the Raiders game is on Josh McDaniels. We'll get to that game in a minute, right? Like, what are these head coaches doing? Like, figure this out. You've got to win that game when you're up 35-14. to 14. You know, at the end of the third quarter, you score. Lamar Jackson runs at 79 yards for a touchdown. You're up 21 points going in the fourth quarter, and you lose. And Tyreek Hill just got loose everywhere. It was a mix between great route running and awful coverage. Where was the safety help? What's the defensive coordinator doing here? Jalen Waddle killed him. Hill killed him big time. Hill, Hill was unbelievable. And now it sets up for Bill's Dolphins in Florida in week three. And uh, Dolphins fans are already really after this one thinking they might have a shot. And really, they might. They really might. Uh, before I get to the rest of the games in the NFL for week two, here we have a couple of messages from supporters 
of the ML Sports Platter. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshake, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudge the Whale is waiting for you. ML Sports Platter back with you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you download, subscribe, and rate and review the podcast. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Burn Dairy, and Maple Downs Senior Living Community. Make sure you definitely uh, head on over to Maple Downs if you have an, uh, an older loved one who's looking to make a change and uh, get into a safer environment, a better environment, uh, better care. Uh, it's great stuff there. They have assisted uh, care if you need it. Uh, people checking in on you all, all the time. Uh, all the meals included, cable included, room service included. It's clean, it's friendly, great staff, and they have amazing entertainment from a game room to uh, a movie room to music coming in a lot of times. They have ice cream socials. The place is great. Maple Down Senior Living Community is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's move on here. Rams over the Falcons. Whoa, look at this. It was 28-3 at one point. Remember that score, Falcons? Well, in this case, the Falcons were down, and they came all the way back. And then game management, bad decisions, Falcon football, oops, Jalen Ramsey snagged the incredible interception in the end zone in this game as well. Uh, Also, just offensively, too much Henderson, too much Stafford, too much Cup. I talk about trios in the NFL all the time. The Rams have that in Stafford, Henderson, and Cup. 31-27, Rams get it done. 49ers walked all over the Seahawks. This is very easy to explain. The 49ers have a ton of talent. They're a better team, better roster, and the Seahawks stink. Uh, week one was, uh, you know, it's not how it's going to be all year for them. They they just kind of game managed their way in, in physicality, won it over, beating Denver in week one, not going to happen all year. Um, this that, that That's still, I think, about a five-win team this year. Um, San Francisco, Trey Lance gets hurt. Obviously, you never want a player to get hurt, but you could just see the 49ers and their players start to really rally and be really happy that Jimmy G was in there. Now, again, not at the expense of an injury. You don't want the youngster to get hurt. But Jimmy Garoppolo should have been the starter from the beginning. And I still can't believe that the 49ers, for as smart of a guy as John Lynch is and Kyle Shanahan, that they gave up that much capital for freaking Trey Lance. I just cannot believe it. It's unheard of. It was idiotic at the time. It's idiotic now. Now Lance is gone for the year. And Garoppolo was great. Garoppolo was unbelievable. He kept it himself even for a... Uh, you know, to extend the 49ers lead, uh, you know, down at the red zone, he was really good. And Jimmy Garoppolo, man, I know he's been hurt uh, in his career many times. But you know what he does? He wins, wins, wins no matter what. The stats don't look amazing. They don't look like, you know, finesse and all the rest. But he wins. He does enough to, to win games. He doesn't turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. He gets it done. Nick Mosa, two, two sacks. Nick Bosa is a stud. Uh, the 49ers also had two picks with Javarius Ward and Tashawn Gibson Sr. 49ers, too much to handle uh, against Seattle. They get the victory. Moved to one and one. Dallas 2017 over the Bengals. That Bengals offensive line is the story of the year so far for them. They are horrendous. Micah Parsons, I swear to God, this guy is in the early going as good as any defensive player that I've seen in the last 25, 30 years. He I mean he 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 is that good. Like he is going to be a wrecker for a long time. Four total tackles, four were all all four were solo. And he had two sacks in this game as well. Six sacks overall for the Dallas Cowboys. 
the Bengals' offensive line is just awful. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Cooper Rush was actually pretty good in this game. He's a pretty solid backup. Uh, again, Zeke Elliott not doing much, but, um, you know, again, defensive uh, dominance by the Cowboys. They got enough offense out of it. Cooper Rush uh, didn't make mistakes, and off they go. They pick up a win. 1-1 one one Cowboys. Bengals fall to 0-2. Broncos 16-9 over the Texans. Not a lot to get into here. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, did loft that beauty TD pass to Eric Saubert. But his, look, his deep ball still looks really, really good. But I'm not sure that players love playing with Russell Wilson. I just don't know if that's the case, really. I mean, he goes in the public and he rips his team You know, when he's a Seahawk last year. Now he's an Denver Bronco. Does it look like guys love playing with him? I mean, really, when they score a touchdown, when they're on the sideline, when you look at the body emotion, when you look at the face <clears throat> of Russell and the teammates, does it look that way? And Nathaniel Hackett's been, you know, a roller coaster for a, a coach his entire life. Now he's a head coach, uh, you know, an assistant, an OC, all that stuff. And you know, look, Denver. I I picked Denver to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and the reason I picked him was because I don't know who's going to go to the Super Bowl. I have no idea. I just took a chance. But when I did it, I got done, and I said, why'd you just do that? Because Nathaniel Hackett's the head coach, you know? Why'd you do that? Why'd you pick him to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, sure, it's easy for me to pick the Bills, and I'm called a homer. Uh, the Ravens, eh, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, the teams out west, I, I guess a safe pick could have been Kansas City again. You could pick Casey every year, though. I just went out on a limb. But, man, when I got done, I said, oh, boy, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. Cardinals, uh, record-wise, too, by the way, Broncos 1-1, one one, Texans 0-1-1. One one. Cardinals win 29-23. What an unbelievable, unbelievable play uh, in overtime. Isaiah Simmons comes in, pops the ball out. Cardinals return it 29-23. They win it in overtime. Kyler Murray made a bunch of plays in this game. He was outstanding, running all over the place. God, is he fast. 31-49 of 49 for 277 yards. And a touchdown. And Kyler Murray hurt him with the legs as well. Five carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Showed the moxie, showed the poise. Uh, you know, you're up by that distance, by the way, with the Vegas uh, Raiders. Good grief. I mean, th this is a 23, again, another choke job, a, a 23 7 lead going into the fourth quarter. I mean, you've got to win that football game. Um, <clears throat> if you're the Raiders, that's solely on Josh McDaniels. The Raiders are 0-2 right now to start the year. It's been a very disappointing season so far for this Vegas club that picked up Chandler Jones, picked up Devontae Adams. Uh, but what a play by Isaiah Simmons, poking the ball out, the former Clemson star, um, picked up by a guy by the name of Byron Murphy Jr. He runs it 59 yards the other way. Cardinals, they get a win. They get a win. They were dead. They were 0-2. And uh, now they're 1-1. They have new life. I still don't trust Cliff Kingsbury, though. I really don't. Uh, Packers beat the Bears 27-10. This was a snoozer. Uh, I went to bed at halftime. It was boring. Um, well, I went to bed. I didn't go to bed, go to bed. I, I, I was up reading and prepping shows and what have you. But, you know, just more of the same. I mean, the Packers are the Packers and the Bears are the Bears. I mean, that's all there is to it. Aaron Rodgers only threw it 25 times. That's that's the MO for the Packers. 234 yards and two touchdowns. Efficient, lower scoring, beating teams still double digits. Aaron Jones was great. Sammy Watkins was great. Packers defense was absolutely smothering. In this football game, 27 to 10, Packers and Bears both now one and one. Monday night football, meanwhile, just an unbelievable win for the Philadelphia Eagles. They go two and zero, you know, on the season. And Jalen Hurts was the difference, in my opinion. I mean, this guy uh, is doing everything that he did in college. He's proven people wrong, 
and his numbers were great. Kirk Cousins is pathetic. He threw three t- uh, interceptions. And all these people picking the Vikings to win the division and win 12, 13 games. And I, you know what? Like, are you throwing, you know what, against the wall, hoping it sticks? Seriously? Because what on earth gives you the idea that Kirk Cousins can win on the road, can win in the fourth quarter, can win on the big stage, can win in the playoffs? I mean, it's just not... He, he, he can't do that. Is he a top 10 QB in the league statistically in the regular season? Sure. Do I want him in the fourth quarter to make plays? Hell no. Hell no. Jalen Hurts right now, better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. 26 of 31. You know, Howie Roseman, give him credit. The general manager, he knows how to find character guys, guys who fit his scheme. He can really separate and evaluate talent. And he admits when he's wrong. And he tries to correct his mistakes. I, I really admire GMs like that. I think the Eagles have got a good one here in Jalen Hurts. You know, when they picked up A.J. Brown in the offseason, Miles Sanders can run it all over the place. I mean, they had 163 yards rushing to go along with 333 passing, you know, and Devontae Smith was everywhere. You got three major weapons on this team, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. I mean, they have red zone options. They've got long options. they got short options. And the defense, again, was uh, all over the place. I mean, there, there were a lot of good defensive performances in the NFL and uh, the Eagles would be included in that. Darius Slay, hell of a night for him, covered all over the place. Two picks, and also Avante Maddox had an interception as well. Darius Slay, again, round two in 2013. You know, again, now we fast forward nine years. This guy has been, and I know he was a Detroit draft pick, but just a great pickup for, um, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, great talent evaluating, great pickup. Uh, Got him after the 2019 season. He's played uh, two years in Philly. And he's just all over the place. And he's only 31 years old. And he's playing at an incredibly high level right now, helping out the Eagles defense, creating turnovers, blanketing wide receivers, fantastic stuff out of him. Justin Jefferson, who exploded in week one, had a slow night. That was part of the reason why the Vikings went down. Only six receptions for 48 yards. Finally, in Buffalo, the Bills trounced the Titans this game. Um... You know, the, the 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 Bills won the toss. They took the ball. They went down and scored. Tennessee gets the ball back, and, you know, they end up tying the game at 7-7. So now you're kind of looking at it going, okay, is it going to be hard for the Bills because this has been a thorn in their side, this team? They're physical. Will Derrick Henry get it going? Derrick Henry ran it in from two yards on a nine-play, 75-yard drive. Ryan Tannehill was making throws. Uh, the Bills lost a challenge uh, in terms of the catch. It was a catch, definitely. Uh, one was in, and then the toe drag by the Titans' uh, offensive uh, player, um, you know, the receiver. And uh, then the Bills get the ball back. Um, you know, they, they score a field goal in the second half from Tyler Bass. And then just an unbelievable eight-play, 77-yard drive by the Bills. Josh Allen was a surgeon on this drive, and in the end, he goes back. There was really nothing there. He's backpedaling, waiting, waiting. He allows Diggs to come all the way around the back of the defense, hits him in the end zone, 17-7 Bills. Then the Bills get the ball in the third quarter, and right out of the shoot here, um, you know, after they stop the Titans, it's a great drive again. I mean, they put together drives like it's nobody's business. Seven plays, 80 yards uh, in just uh, over 225 here, 24-7 Bills, and then they just open the floodgates. Field goal from Bass, another TD catch from Diggs, um, Matt Milano, a 43-yard interception return, 41-7, the Bills won the game, and the blueprint was out there, they knew what they had to do, and they achieved every single thing. It was an inferior opponent, you had to contain Derrick Henry, check, check, then you make Ryan Tannehill beat you, eventually he's going to throw a pick, 
check, check again. He threw two, right? <laughs> I mean, and then you and then you look at it, and you you've got you know uh, just the defense suffocating. You know, Traylon Burks had four catches and forty-seven yards. Robert Woods was a non-factor. Hooper was a non-factor. Uh, Westbrook Ikein was a, was Ikein was a, a non-factor, and the defense just was suffocating, man, suffocating. You know, they had two sacks, two interceptions, creating points off turnovers. Jordan Poyer had a pick. Um, you know, and, and and the Bills went into this game missing people, a lot of people, important people. Ed Oliver, out, up front, on defense. Tim Settle, out, up front, on defense. Gabe Davis, number two, wide out, out, no problem. Stephon Diggs, 12 catches, 148 yards and three touchdowns. Kumaro, 2-60. and 60. Dawson Knox, 4-41. and 41. Thought he should have been targeted more, actually. 2-37 and 37 for McKenzie. Uh, Gilliam, 2 for 17. 1 for 16 in Crowder. Quentin Morris gets in the action with a catch, right? Like, the the depth on this team is outrageous. And on defense... They just had guys step up left and right. Jordan Phillips was unbelievable in this game. Uh, they had people up front. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds was uh, his usual, um, you know, badass self. I, I don't know what it is with him getting a bad rap, but Tremaine Edmonds, he only had two tackles and both were solo, but he did have a big sack. Um, you know, and he was just uh, stuffing plays and getting, uh, you know, getting, getting, making, making things happen, filling gaps. Uh, Greg Rousseau had a sack, pushing the pocket left and right. Taron Johnson was great in this game. Kyrie Elam, the rookie out of Florida, was terrific in this game, covering and tackling, um, you know, coming up. All these guys run stuffing. The Bills are deep. The Bills are really good. The Bills have delivered on all the preseason hype and expectations so far. Now they have a big game against Miami. The question is, how healthy are the Buffalo Bills? You know, Jordan, uh, 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 Micah Hyde rather got dinged up um, uh, late, late in this game. Matt Milano got dinged up a little bit late in this game. Uh, Jordan Phillips got dinged up late in this game. Uh, Phillips and uh, or uh, uh, Ed Oliver and Tim Settle will both probably still be on the injury report here as we move through the week. Uh, Gabe Davis on offense, injury report. And Dane Jackson, a guy who had pl- been playing great corner, uh, coverage corner play and, 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 and filling in nicely until Trey White gets back. You know, Dane Jackson, um, it was a heck of a uh, heck of a collision. It was gruesome. It was it was worrisome. It was tough to watch. Tremaine Edmonds and Jackson went in to tackle the Titans player, and Edmonds ran into him, and his head and neck snapped back. But but the good news is the good news is that the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, PR staff and the team Twitter handle, um, you know, sent out a, a, a tweet and updated everybody on uh, the situation with Dane Jackson. Uh, he was transported last uh, night to ECMC and underwent various tests, which determined there was no major injury to his neck or spinal cord. He was released from the hospital. He's undergoing further evaluation and resting at home. So, I mean, look, you, you couldn't come come up with a better, you know, a better result after that. Bills moved to 2-0. Titans are 0-2. And, boy, do they look brutal right now, man. Henry um, is a little slower. Coming off the injury, A.J. Brown is not there anymore. Tannehill is brutal. The offensive line is not good, and the Bills just steamrolled them. And that's what you have to do against inferior teams. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Burn Dairy, Rosie's Corner, Stanley Law Offices, and our great friends at Burton Hardware. Hey, inside and outside your home, anything that you need, they've got it. The season's changing from summer into fall, but if you still need a grill, you can grab it. If you go, need to go and grab a snowblower, you can grab it. 
If you need some flowers and mums, you can grab it. Uh, they've got their Halloween decorations, the fall decor, all of it's up there at Bertinace Hardware. They've got a ton of awesome stuff going on. And of course, don't forget that Bertinace Hardware, uh, every single time Syracuse football wins and you show the post that they make, you can get 20% off a single item. And oh, by the way, where there's fire, there's smoke. Except when you're sitting around a solo stove, their bonfire fire pit is virtually smoke-free thanks to its super-efficient airflow. You can get one today at Bertinace Hardware for $399.99. Offer is valid at participating locations from August 31st to September 30th. All at Bertinace Hardware. Route 11 in front of the Burton Bridge. Of course, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.